0: Welcome to Roadside Rumors, I'm Seneca
1: and I'm Kowal and today we're here with Ria. <laughs> Hi Ria!
0: <laughs> so today we're gonna talk about the coronavirus and let's just start off by introducing ourselves a little bit. So do you want to tell us a bit about yourself?
2: Uh, my name is Ria and I'm an international student at HKU and I grew up in India and now I've been in Hong Kong for about three years.
0: So when this whole pandemic broke out and everything was going down on the internet and we started hearing about the coronavirus, where were you guys?
2: Um, I was in the States. So I was in California, in San Diego, and it's just suddenly all hell broke loose. And all my social media and everything was just like coronavirus, coronavirus. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then I came back to Hong Kong.
0: What were you doing in um, America? Oh,
2: I was on a semester abroad in San Diego. Yeah. Same. Wait, so I was
0: abroad as well. I was in Amsterdam on my year abroad, which was destroyed by Corona <laughs> because everyone has all these like hopes and dreams for their year abroad, <laughs> and we were all so excited. And then Wait, Corona hit in
1: like February, right?
0: Oh, so that was no, like no, two no, months I into I your exchange? I think it depends on the place, right? Like, so like how many I months were you there? I was there for three months, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. And you? I was there for also less a little bit less than three months but I remember leaving Hong Kong and when I left in January everyone was already wearing masks in Hong Kong because it had already hit Hong Kong yeah and I was so excited because I'm like oh haha bye I'm gonna leave this behind <laughs> and have the best time of my life in Europe but oh well <laughs> where,
1: where were you um, I was unfortunately stuck in Hong Kong because my my exchange got cancelled I was supposed to go to Taiwan which was Apparently safer than Hong Kong. But the day I booked my tickets and the day I got my visa, like I literally sent an email of my ticket and an hour later they announced that the Taiwan has shut his borders, shut its borders. So I was like, OK, like what do I do with my okay. ticket now? So I had to like ask for a refund and then like I had to get the exchange refund deposit back and it was just annoying. Like but it got canceled. So I've been I've been in Hong Kong this whole time. But yeah, like tell us a little bit more about like how how, how was it like in the States? Was it hard? Like how, how did people react to it?
2: I think initially people just didn't accept that it was a problem. They're just like, oh, it's a Chinese virus. It's not going to affect us. And then suddenly so many people started getting infected over there. And then people finally understood and the schools shut down and people started staying at home. But um, people still didn't wear masks and stuff. Like I would go grocery shopping and I would like wear a mask. And I swear I would get a weird look for wearing a mask mm-hmm. versus over here you'd get a weird look if you don't no wear it mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just like... All of you are getting infected for a reason. Come
0: on. (laughs) Exactly. I think it was the same in Europe as well, where people just wouldn't wear masks and people are crowding on the beaches and parks. And we're just like, what is happening? Because I was with a few other Hong Kong people and we were always wearing our masks, just being super careful because I think we understood the intensity of it because of SARS and Hong Kong has been through something like this before. But I feel like in the West, everyone was just really shocked and really didn't know how to handle it. But what were your first um impressions when you guys first heard that there's a virus like this
1: like in the beginning i wasn't too worried because i didn't know how serious it was like i i just thought it's like a regular okay not like a regular flu but i like i knew it was a bit intense but i just thought it was gonna be like something that's gonna be here for a bit and then like it'll go away you know and then when it like when my exchange got canceled and then when classes started getting suspended and when like you know hku started making the classes online and then suddenly semesters canceled and i was just like what is going on like you know and like everyone's wearing a mask and you know social distancing, and I don't even know. Like people are running out of masks. There's no hand sanitizer in streets. I, like, I think it was just like I don't know. It was just really scary. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think you're right. a lot of people weren't prepared because one of our friends, she was in Europe as well, and she went back to India because at the time it hadn't hit in India. And she was like, I'll be in India only for one week, and I'm gonna be back to Europe, <laughs> spring break, Greece, and all these plans. And then she just never came back. <laughs> She's still stuck in India. She she actually came back yesterday, I think, but she she was stuck in India for so long
1: oh so, my like, god like yeah three, it's so months. so scary right um but yeah like were your classes online or were you yeah. still going to classes
0: my uh
2: right when it hit we just had finals so they moved the finals online okay they were like next quarter everything's gonna be online yeah and initially we were just like this could be the best time ever we could go to hawaii and like do our semester <laughs> over there and then suddenly everyone's like you know what We
0: better make sure that we don't die we should probably like go home
1: <laughs> yeah it must have been so scary what about amsterdam um,
0: yeah, the same thing. Classes went on online really late mm-hmm. compared to the U.S. or other parts, but then once they did, people were, like I said, people weren't staying home, so it was yeah. kind of like a holiday and people were just going out, but the numbers in Europe were just increasing by the day, especially Italy, like we all know, and everyone was just kind of indifferent to it, but I was definitely scared.
1: <laughs> I think same, like at home, like because i was still living in a dorm but whenever i used to go back home like every day my mom would like whip out her like phone and she's like oh my god this many cases today oh my god this many cases today and i'm like girl like girl just yeah, turn right. off your phone it's so scary my mom did that too she would yeah. constantly
0: send me coronavirus updates yes, yeah. and after a while i was like stop
1: it it's so scary see I don't see anything. yeah because yeah. like our social media is already like flooded with like yeah. so many news and and then i remember like the government announced like you know the four people like you can't like f- more than four people can't hang out together yeah. Yeah. and everyone is just like no I think that's when it was like when I realized like whoa like this is serious like you know if the government's actually doing something yeah. it's like just super intense
0: what about your parents were they worried that you were abroad and they were so
2: worried for the longest time they were just like go to your uncle's house in San Francisco just stay there and I was like what is the logic behind this and they were just <laughs> like you know oh you sh- you just need to stay with family right now but I understand because in the States they weren't doing anything and it was just getting so bad even i was so anxious i would read the news every day and i would be like oh my god these many cases this is happening that's happening and then suddenly i was just like i need to stop consuming all of this news it's just bad for me and that's when i came to hong kong i felt like at ease yeah. because like all a lot of like anxiety just like went because i knew that a, it's way safer over here and be even if something happens it'll be fine
1: mm-hmm. so when you came back to hong kong were you like uh you you had to like quarantine right
2: yeah so i got tested at asia world expo as soon as i landed and then the next then i went home and then the next day they called me they were like oh you tested positive
0: so we're sending an ambulance to you right now oh no so you're a corona survivor you you're negative now right <laughs> Watch out
1: <for> your
0: <laughs> well, Wait. How was that whole process? Um, making the decision to finally come back home and then flying back because at the time airports were like one of the scariest places yeah. to be at, <laughs> and then obviously the whole procedure in Hong Kong and then getting tested positive. <laughs> um, initially, uh, I it actually took a lot of like thinking and figuring out but initially
2: i was gonna go to india until they like shut the borders and mm-hmm. they were like no we don't care if you're our citizen just stay out now there's <laughs> nothing we can do about it and then i was like "Shit, i can't stay in the states anymore because if i get infected and i have symptoms like i can't get the services i need and then i was like oh i could actually fly back to hong kong so then that just seemed like the most logical option yep. even better than like going to india which is now so much worse yeah, than in yeah. the states um so then i got like the first flight i could find to hong kong and i flew out with a friend and then once i was in hong kong everything was just so efficient but yeah going to the airport was definitely scary like my mom was like you need to have this and this and this and that and she was like don't eat any of the food what if the if food is infected what if this is infected and i was super anxious yeah. the entire like 16 hours i was just sitting there like don't don't breathe out anyone don't look at anyone but oh, that must be so like scary. Yeah, but thankfully it wasn't that long. It was only like
1: one flight. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, well, what about when you came back and then they tested you? So, did you have to? Did you uh, self isolate in your at home or? also yeah. oh, so you just stayed at home.
2: Uh no. So initially, uh, you have to self isolate at home. So mm-hmm. they gave me the wristband, took my test, and they were like, okay, now you can go home. And if you're positive, then we call you within three days. Okay. And then the next day they they call you. They so where
1: did they me. take you afterwards?
2: uh so they called me and they were like okay you're positive they asked me a bunch of questions and they were like we're gonna figure out which hospital has space for you okay and then once we figure that out we're gonna send an ambulance to you so either oh, okay. tonight or
0: tomorrow morning but within like two three hours they sent the ambulance to pick me up oh, okay so did you were you how did you feel when you first found out that you were tested positive because were you in contact with anyone in the u.s who was tested positive uh the thing is i had
2: heard of like a friend a friend's friend who was positive. I mean, I had never met that person directly, but I was like, there is a chance. And at that time, it was spreading so much that I feel like everyone had a high chance of having it. Um, so I wasn't, um, I wasn't that surprised that I had it, but at the same time I was in shock when she called me. Mm-hmm. The first thing she said, she was just like, Oh yeah, so you tested yesterday, you're positive, do you have a face mask on right now? And I was like, No And she was like, put it on and then just like put my mask oh my on god. And the rest of the conversation just like tears I'm just Oh like, no <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna happen now? <laughs> What's Wait, so
1: were you, you living talking? in a dorm? Were you living with someone?
2: I was living in an apartment. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was living with uh with somebody, like we had separate rooms but yeah but she didn't test possibly, Okay, okay so, so that was Good. yeah <laughs> so
1: were, you were quarantining in the hospital right yeah and was it how was it like being alone for so many days in it the hospital was
2: quite boring yeah but um there was a certain period of time where there was another girl in my room and she was also like oh just flew back from california studying there so we got along but for the most part it was just a lot of video calling and Netflix. Yeah.
1: were people were people allowed to visit you No Okay so you Nobody
2: was Anyone who came inside the room Had like a full hazmat suit on Okay So they also tried to like Come in as less as possible Right
0: Mm. That's quite interesting because I feel like, cause like you said, the whole anxiety of traveling, I also had the same thing while coming back from Amsterdam, and I had to make sure I have my mask on, and my mom was also like, yeah, don't eat anything and stuff, yeah. but I just did whatever I wanted. <laughs> I ate on the flight, I went to the bathroom, because it's just, it's so many hours, and I just couldn't, I was, at the, and I also came much later than you, because I remember you came in early March-ish, oh, yeah. but I came a bit later, and I was like, maybe there aren't that many people at the airport but once I got back I quarantined at home but since you were at the hospital how was it for you mentally like did it because I remember for me initially I was quite scared because you just have to be in that one room for 14 days with no contact and social media can just be a lot sometimes just so just to be alone with your thoughts how was that um I guess the hardest part was just Um, like medley was fine because I
2: kept myself distracted a lot like I would always be on video call because everyone knows that I'm in there so everyone's like okay like are you bored let me talk to you or I'd be like watching something or doing something Um, but the most annoying part was just the uncertainty because no doctor actually knew when how long it would take or like if there was any medicine it, like every time i would speak to the doctors they would just have nothing to say right and initially i would be annoyed because i'd be like oh my god I'm, I'm admitted in here like can you at least tell me yeah. and then eventually i realized that they just have no clue either like they yeah. don't know what to tell you and that's why they just don't say anything yeah. but because i had ho- heard like so many stories about oh this person's been here inside for like one and a half months and he's still there and like this and that oh, so the no. whole time i was just like i don't know when i'll actually get out
1: yeah
0: meanwhile you were at home right quarantining yeah. and how yeah. was that whole thing?
1: so i think i've been like okay actually unfortunately i got chicken pox in the beginning of this year so i had to stay at home for two weeks oh, 2020 <laughs> <laughs> so i i don't know like at the age of 21 i suddenly like got chicken pox and like i was like weirded out as well so i had to already like stay at home for like two weeks and i wasn't allowed to like be in contact with my siblings or like my family members because my siblings also never got it so i was in my room for like two weeks and before that like i classes got canceled last semester as well because of the protests so I haven't been in school since November And then my exchange gets canceled, so more time to, like, stay at home. And I feel like in the beginning, it was just a bit too much because I feel like I'm the kind of person who likes to go out and, like, you know, just, like, for me, like, being productive is, like, going out, meeting people, doing work, or, like, even working part-time, tutoring, like, just doing something. Like, me sitting at home for uh, too many days, it just really gets to me. And I feel like this was really, like, a time of, like, I would never sit at home alone if I had the choice to go out, you know? So this was, like, a time where I was forced to, like, be at home. And I think it really, like made me reflect on like like it's okay to like you know take a like rest like take just like take some time off sometimes and i got to spend a lot of time with my family which is like quite rare because like in hong kong everyone's always working so i was at home most of the time just yeah same as you like just watching netflix cooking baking and i went back to dorm for a bit um and then i was with my roommate so oh yeah i joined this virtual marathon so basically it's like this um ngo that's encouraging like people to be active so because you know now we can't go out and do sports right so the virtual marathon is like basically you and like one other friend like you go and every time you like do some exercise you just like record it and then by the end of the month you have to uh, finish like 42 kilometers and you get a medal (laughs) (laughs) and I think that's gonna be like my first medal (laughs) so I did that so I think I've just been trying to like find ways to be productive like indoors yeah
0: that's really interesting like you know how you said that you had the time to reflect yeah i feel like initially there's that one phase where everyone's like oh what am i gonna do what am i gonna do but after that at least all the people that i've spoken to i feel like everyone's had a lot of quarantine realizations yeah did you guys also go through that
2: yeah i think you go through this initial phase of like oh my god what's happening um i can just like do whatever i want then you get through the phase where you're just like oh i should do something productive (laughs) and then you're like you know what there's a lot of shit going on. I don't need to be productive. I can deserve a break. Yeah, exactly. And then it's just like, and since then, it's just been like too many months of a break. <laughs> but
1: yeah, I've been on break since November. So that's like what? Like more than half a year? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think things are start, uh, Things are finally starting to get back to normal, I guess. Like, are you guys working now? Or what are you guys up to? Uh,
0: I'm going to start working next week. Okay. But yeah, definitely in Hong Kong, things are getting
1: normal. Oh, yeah. In Hong Kong. I yeah. Think.
0: I think in that sense, we're quite lucky that in Hong Kong, things have been quite... So coming from Europe or even America, I feel like Hong Kong's been... Quite, they've um, adjusted to the n- a new normal really well. Yeah. So in terms of restaurants, there's those separators, or even on the MTR, I think... The,
1: the and they, like, check your temperature every time. Yeah, And they give you, you the go. hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so I think it's been quite contained in Hong Kong because of that. And Hong Kong's
1: been pretty efficient in, like, controlling, you know, yeah, everything. Yeah, think the whole yeah. process at the airport yeah. is very efficient. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's so different from, like, other countries, like, especially yeah. third-world ro- third countries like India. Like, I've been hearing news about, like, these, like, migrant workers who have had to, like travel like had to walk to their villages because you know they they don't have any means of transportation Mm -hmm. have you guys read the news about that Yeah.
0: So basically these migrant workers in India, they have had to walk back because they're on daily wage and they just work at these construction sites or um, different kinds of jobs like this and they just don't have any way to get back home because uh, public transport was shut for the longest time and they can't afford to get private transport, so it it was just these people just walk 200 kilometers, 150 kilometers in the sun because it's summer as well and a lot of people... um, died a lot of people died of just dehydration and it was just and then in the process a lot of people also got corona because then they don't have proper ways to make sure that they're sanitized mm-hmm. and stuff so it was just it was really bad there but your family is still in india so how has their experience been
2: uh actually funny thing my family also got tested positive
1: <laughs> 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 is it safe to be around yet <laughs>
2: My genes are just (laughs) contagious. Wait, who Um, got it in your family? My mother and my grandfather.
1: But they're both
2: fine. Like, they don't have symptoms either. Um, But I feel like ever since India opened up a bit and everything's been going back slightly to normal, um, so many people have started getting infected. Like, I've heard about so many friends, parents, and stuff like that who are infected.
1: But That's so weird because India was under lockdown, right?
2: Yeah, I think, like... It, it was just inevitable for it to spread. Right. They were just like s- they were just giving it more time, mm. but I feel like they didn't do enough with that time because okay. it's still spreading so much now. It's just a really chaotic place
0: too. Like everything's just so chaotic over there that mm-hmm. it's hard to control it. I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in. Out of this whole experience, what was something that we all took away from it? Because I feel like a lot of people in the beginning, like we said, everyone felt the need to be productive and it could be in the smallest ways. Like I remember when I first started my quarantine, I was like, I want to make TikTok videos, (laughs) but did you guys take up anything like that?
2: Um, I stayed at home a lot so I started like playing with clay a bunch and like making things with that and then I was just like I'm slowly going crazy but okay. Um, I think 2020 has just given us some um, too much like dangerous amounts of time with ourselves uh, but I guess I definitely realized that I in life should be taking out a little more time just for me to relax and just put my mind at ease like not specifically be doing anything but just let myself be and like delve into my thoughts
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean this year has been a bit too much of that yeah. but just in like a gentle, sustainable way
0: I think I agree as well because for the longest time I always thought that oh I'm not the kind of person that needs me time and because I would just like to be out and about hang out with my friends and I would be like, oh, hanging out with my friends is also kind of like me time because I'm enjoying myself and, you know, they're my closest friends, best friends. But now that I look back, I also feel like I need to take out that time for just myself and my thoughts and just reflect on everything because I just feel like um, the society that we live in is so fast-paced as well. Because after coming to Hong Kong, I realized that it is much safer to be here and it was much more efficient. But also there's this kind of constant anxiety of having to be productive and having to find an internship or something like that so how have you guys dealt with the whole work and study situation during corona
1: i think in the beginning it was a bit hard like especially like at least you guys were like actually with me like the university they offered me two options they were like since your exchange is canceled you can either have online classes or you can you know like take a gap gap semester so my ideal gap semester would be like you know me like having a full-time job or like a full-time internship and it was like so discouraging because i couldn't find anything like for the longest time i did like try to look for like you know job but just no one was hiring and like you know like tutoring centers were closed so i couldn't even do part-time so i was like actually like stuck at home and i would just be on netflix but i feel like like even relaxing you get tired of it like you know like when you're just on netflix (laughs) like the whole day like you're just like like you just want to do something like you know something like you just want to do something that's other than staring at a screen be it like your phone or your laptop so i started like reading a bit i feel like when i was young like i used to enjoy reading but before like after like you know we started having laptops and ipads like i just couldn't read like i couldn't concentrate on books so i feel like now it has given me the time to like go back on it which is like pretty good and i feel like it kind of like helps you deal with that anxiety because you like once you start reading you know you're just like in that world and then yeah i think that's what made it a little bit better for me
0: What
2: about you, with work or school? I think with work, like, usually I'm a massive nerd. I, like, finish all my work and I'm just, like, constantly stressed about work, but... Ever since I got out of the hospital and I, like, got back to my schoolwork, I just couldn't do it. I was just, like, this is not happening. And I used the fact that I was in the hospital to my advantage so much. I was, like, oh, yeah, I need, like, an extension again because, yeah, it, it's it been hard, you know. <laughs> and just to the point that in the end I was, like, I just need to drop. I, I dropped, like, two courses because I was just, like, I can't do this. I just couldn't. Bring myself to work in like this kind of environment. And I realized that I really need that fast-paced, like tiring energy to actually be able to work which i probably need to work on now since i have to do a virtual internship
0: but yeah i I, I think i understand what you mean with the motivation because online classes have been i don't know about you guys but for me it's just so i just can't do it
1: i think a lot of people can relate like especially my roommate she was a medicine student and they have like lab and stuff and i feel like it's harder for them to like i don't know all, all, all i would see her doing is like just sitting in her room and like just being on her laptop like 24 hours like she would literally sleep at like 6 a.m. and like wake up at like 12 a.m. Did she really have that much work to do? She just like she was really stressed out like I feel like when you're at like even like as art students it's a little bit better because we go to class we meet people and we like our tutorials are discussion based but for like students with like like med students they just have a lot of stuff to recite and lectures to listen to so like like sitting in a lecture hall is already stressful but like being alone in your room and like you know like trying to understand everything by yourself like that just increases so the workload so much and she would like tell me like you know there's some parts that she doesn't understand and the professor's not really explaining it that well through the online classes and it's hard to ask a question you know like when you're doing an online class like when you're trying to answer when you're trying to ask a question but like someone else asks the question and then the professor it's hard for the professor to give you attention and it like she was just like like lagging behind on her work because she found it hard to like catch up so i just feel like a lot of people are struggling with online classes and also like finding motivation because like because everything's online now like it's just like we just it it just gives us us an excuse to be lazy sometimes like you know we have like we don't have to get up for class we can just sit on our bed and like do our like lectures do our homework so i feel like that kind of like decreases the motivation to do your work to get up and do your work Yeah, also,
0: it just the the whole thing with online classes is just it just doesn't work when you're because with school, it's the whole argument about homeschooling versus going to school, right? It's not only about going to the class, but the whole environment, and you're with your friends and peers, and um, just existing in school, (laughs) I feel like is another part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole part of it, and it kind of gets you in the mood because everyone's there to learn the same thing. And Mm -hmm. honestly, even I I sometimes miss skipping lectures (laughs) too because just the idea that you know that you have a lecture that you can miss I miss that exciting yeah but how have online classes been for you guys
2: I think just knowing that at the end of it is just going to be recorded and put online anyway I'm just like oh I can do it whenever and then that time never comes <laughs> and eventually I've at the end I'm just like okay let's just like go through this and get <laughs> it done with but I think definitely I've lost a lot of motivation to like properly learn and I feel like ever since classes have been online because even last semester that happened for us in Hong Kong it's just been more of like me just like dragging myself through the semester rather than actually trying to put in time to learn.
0: I think it's also been really difficult for educators because just setting everything up I feel like for younger professors it's still okay but for older (laughs) professors it's definitely been hard like for example I had this one uh, professor in Amsterdam who was blind and um, the previous semester he taught us this one class which is a literature class and he would actually memorize all the quotations and all the secondary literature and he just has so much information so it was so amazing to see the way that he taught because it would be four hours of just discussion where he'd be pulling out all this information literally from his brain there's no uh, slides there's no other aids for teaching it's literally just him but when that was shifted on to zoom it was quite difficult because first of all he can't see so it's very difficult for him to operate the whole thing someone sets the zoom call for him and then um, we just get on and then it's very difficult to ask him questions because we're all muted, and then he's not, and then he keeps asking if we can hear him, but we can't tell him that, and it's just there's just no communication. So he feels like he's just talking at a computer for four, for four hours. hours, and it just it's just not the same. It's that class could have been incredible if it was for uh, real life classes, but because of this, it wasn't possible. But how do you guys think, like this professor, other old people have been dealing with this um, corona?
2: yeah I think with professors as well like you said it's really hard and I feel like sometimes as students we keep expecting them to accommodate to us but we forget that it like it's it's a completely new situation for them as well and we also need to accommodate to them um,
1: what about your grandparents back in India like are you in touch with them
2: uh yeah my grandfather actually tested positive as well so he's been but he's fine he's just been like in his room but he's been passing his time as well he was just like oh I speak to my friends and then I just like read poetry and and, like write poetry and he's been like sending me voice notes of like poems that he writes and then he like translates them to me if he like writes it in some harder language that I don't know but it's it's nice I feel like just knowing that he's there and it's hard for him as well has forced me to keep more uh contact with him than i usually do mm-hmm. so that's definitely a good thing that i'm gonna try to like keep doing even after everything becomes fine
1: that's so nice i feel like it's so important to like not forget the like these groups in our society because the other day like i went to Canteen and i was working with these like um uh, like these elderly in the living in that area and they were also talking about how how scary it is for them to like go out to like the wet market or like go out to like supermarket and just they're just so like anxious as well because you know they don't want to be in touch with anyone but at the same time they live alone so they have to like go out and go grocery shopping for themselves because no one else can do it for them so yeah like we should be a bit more like aware and you know just try to help out like these groups of people in our society and try to like talk to them yeah like, i think more talking often.
0: is really important because like you said i feel like i feel a lot closer to my family abroad as well because obviously because of globalization everyone lives in different parts of the world so most of my closest family is in either london or, or dubai or mumbai and because of this situation everyone's in lockdown everyone's sitting at home so we've scheduled so many zoom calls with our entire family and i don't even remember the last time all of us hung out in real life and it's just so it's and we have these quizzes online quizzes and uh, online bingo with our grandparents and the rest of our family almost every week now and it's just so nice that uh, people are finding a way to get together and I feel the same with my friends because most of them are abroad and um, like I said we, we really don't know when we can meet in real life because of um, our lives are so busy now mm-hmm. with university and we try to do internships and things abroad but this situation has really brought I think our closest people together
1: yeah I think Definitely. it's just been
0: like a realization for everyone to just take a step back and just like reconnect with everything that's important one thing I realized after coming back to Hong Kong is that in the rest of the world, people are still taking this quite calmly. People are like, oh, okay, people are, uh, everyone will be kinder to the class of 2020 or the class of 2021 because um, there aren't uh, internships available, jobs available. But in Hong Kong, I still feel like there's that kind of pressure to make sure you have an internship this summer, especially because we're approaching our final year now. So did you guys feel the pressure to have a job or internship?
1: For me like I applied for a lot of internships in like the beginning of this year and a lot of people didn't like not only internships even like full-time jobs because I just wanted something to do in the summer and a lot of people didn't get back to me because I think you know they weren't hiring but I luckily got like one internship in the civil service bureau so I'll be starting that like in July and August and for June I was just working with like uh, the dis disadvantaged groups in new territories so i spent like 40 hours working for them that was like a mini internship and my proper internship starts like next month so yeah i'm looking forward to that i just hope like i just hope it. like i hope the situation stays the same like just not like even if it doesn't get better i hope it doesn't get worse so yeah what about you are you gonna start your internship well.
2: uh, yeah I actually applied for internships last year and got one secured before everything happened so that's fine and I'm so thankful right now that I did that because I can see a lot of people struggling and I feel like there is that everyone knows that okay 2020 was hard like we understand that uh, you didn't have an internship but at the same time i can see people in hong kong or maybe even elsewhere still expecting you to have something to show for because at the end of the day even if you don't have an internship i feel like there's this pressure on all of us to be productive so it's like oh you didn't get a job so what else did you do but it's just not that easy yeah.
0: for sure I think for me as art students especially it's so difficult to find an internship anyways but then in this situation it's only been harder so I was like I think this is the time for me to take up my passion projects and do all these things that I've wanted to do for so long because you know you always tell yourself that oh I'll do it later I'll do it when I have time and now is the time so I just thought think that is the perfect opportunity to do things like that that you're passionate about also um so what do you guys have to say to people that because i know we have reached a much uh, a much later stage in this whole process where we're looking at it very positively and we're looking at our um i guess lower points in retrospect but i know there are still people that are stuck in quarantine and uh, there's lockdown in many countries still so what do you have to say to those people that might be struggling mentally
2: um i think I think one important thing is just like accepting the fact that the situation is what it is um instead of you know thinking about when are things going to go back to normal how long is it going to be this way just accept that it's going to be it's going to be different for a while now and we just need to figure out how to live with that Mm -hmm. um and i think just like keeping in touch with people is really important when you're in quarantine because everyone needs space but sometimes it gets like way too, too much. much space like you can't spend 14 days just with yourself yeah. so you need you need like to give some your, kind of social
1: interaction yeah
2: you need to distract your mind from its own thoughts from time to time
1: at least yeah I agree I think this is like a great time for us to like reflect on ourselves but at the same time like kind of learn how to like balance because I feel like when everything's back to normal we're so busy like working or like you know like especially living in Hong Kong it's like you're constantly doing something like each moment like you're doing something you're traveling to work you're doing you're just always with someone doing something but right now is the time for us to learn how to like balance like you know like human interaction and spending time with yourself
2: especially for like fast-paced life in Hong Kong it Mm -hmm. just went from like
0: zero to
1: 100 Yeah. Like
0: you never get any time for yourself yeah. and suddenly you're just like all, How do I spend yeah. all of this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that helps accepting the whole thing is the privilege that we all have. Because yeah. this is something I realized when I was still back in Amsterdam where I just felt like oh I have food, I have a shelter, I have all the basic needs and the only thing I'm complaining about is like too much Netflix yeah. or too much time with myself but people don't even have the means to fulfill these basic needs right now and I feel like that should just be what we use to keep ourselves in check sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people were worried about like travel plans and stuff. Did you Did you guys have any travel plans? Yeah, I I think uh, this was definitely a
2: point of realization that we have so much privilege. Because even after like being admitted in the hospital and everything, I still find it hard to like feel bad for myself because I feel like I still have it so easy. Like I still I, I have a job. I'm still a student. I didn't lose my livelihood when all of it happened. Like my biggest issue was just oh no, I didn't get to go to, like Cuba for spring break. Like big big deal. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Like, people are starving out there. Like, we have it so easy compared to a lot of other people. So I think it's important to understand that. But at the same time, still, like, let yourself... Um,
1: like give yourself a break
2: yeah give yourself a break but like don't take it too far yeah but, like, think about other
1: people. <laughs> yeah like i think i agree with that like normally like in summer like during summer i would be like somewhere like traveling or like just you know volunteering abroad but like this summer i was like oh my god like i'm gonna be stuck in hong kong and it's just been a long time since i've been in hong kong in the summer like first of all i'm just shocked at the weather because i feel like i haven't <laughs> experienced i haven't experienced like hong kong's humidity in like a very long time but i think yeah like you're talking about privilege i think i like i've been spending a lot of my time doing voluntary work now because i can't work so i feel like doing like like this kind of work it really helps me realize that there's a lot of people in our community that like you know that that are not as privileged as we are and we should really try to like do our best to like help like help them like you know as by all means yeah
2: and i think like in, in Hong Kong, I know that everyone's super cautious mm-hmm. about like wearing masks and sanitizing, um, but in a lot of other places, people aren't. And I think even th- that's, that also stems from our privilege a lot, because if we just think about the people who don't have the resources that we have to get through these times, then we need to be careful that we're not infecting them, because mm-hmm. I can get infected and I can have like eh, like all the doctors come and help me. But there's so many people who don't have the ability to yeah, do that. Yeah. So, being cautious is not just for me, it's like for everybody Mm -hmm. around It's like a responsibility. Yeah, and I think that's what people in a lot of places forget, is that it's not about whether you'll get through it, it's about whether you as a community will get through it. Because if everyone else is prone to get infected, then it's not gonna leave you. Yeah
1: yeah thank you so much for like sharing like all your experiences. I think it must have been like a lot. you know, it's been a it's been a journey for like all of us. and I think we're still like we haven't like reached the end. like we're still learning to like deal with it. And I think like as people who live in like you know such a developed city like Hong Kong, we just have to learn to like get used to it. I feel like we don't know when this is gonna end. So yeah. the only thing we can do right now is just learn to like adapt to it
0: and work our way around it. yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you for me. We'll be back with another episode soon. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>